current events. Cutting edge. Faith. It's, it's awesome. Encouragement on the go. <laughs> it's the SOS Radio Podcast. We all have a circle of influence, but understanding how to share the hope that we have, it's a little tougher to wrap our head around. And we're talking with Robin Joyce from Faith Lutheran and Dan Russell from Russell Financial. Good morning, Robin. Uh, good morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good morning, Scott. Doing great. A lot of the time we sort of default into separating our life into like our family life or our work life or the things that we do with church. But our experience in the business world, Dan, it opens up some real opportunities to serve people, doesn't it? It sure does, Scott. Yeah, there are many opportunities and sometimes we don't even realize uh, they're right in front of us. You know, we all have this circle, right? There's friends, there's family, there's business relationships that you come in contact with, and there's ministry that can be done in all of those relationships. That's absolutely correct. You know, just praying about it, watch what God will do as he places opportunities in front of us can sometimes be astounding. Now, Robin, you're a pastor, you work on the administrative team at Faith Lutheran, and you've also worked in the advertising world. I mean, what do you see influence? Well, I see influence as being available, making yourself available. I know that one of the reasons that marketplace ministry is so important to me is that, you know, as a pastor, I can tell you that most are the type that would minister to people, but allow them to come to the church. And the marketplace is really everything outside the church, right? It's business, it's government, it's education, it's it's everything that's out there. And one of the th- reasons that we're holding this ministry in the marketplace, whose job is the ministry conference, is to help people who are in business or just out in the marketplace to understand that they have a vital role in reaching people for Christ. Managing people, it's hard. And a lot of us don't have a whole lot of formal training on how you manage people. And then maybe you have some success. You think about replicating that. And you think about how do I even sort of mentor someone else who's growing? Now, we're talking with Robin Joyce and Dan Russell this morning on SWS Radio. And coming up, they're going to host a conference call. Whose job is the ministry? It's something put together by ministry in the marketplace. A lot of entrepreneurs and business leaders and managers are going to be plugging in as we all want to grow. It's going on at Faith Lutheran High School in Summerlin. But, Dan, you run Russell Financial. Now, tell me about your experience working with the Christian Business Network because as we're sharing our faith, we're also wanting to implement mentorship programs. But a lot of us don't have a lot of training and how to actually do that. That's exactly right. Mine uh, started in 1991 when I was close to 40 years old and came to Christ in my backyard under a tree. That was what changed everything. And then Robin, who was so involved in Promise Keepers, I went to a, a Promise Keeper event some years after that and came back from that and said, hey, I can use my business and I can start meeting in my little conference room with men and around the Word of God. And that's exactly uh, what we started to do. And we started meeting on Fridays every week and for the last 30 years. And we just saw the change that came over all of us from being in God's Word. And then we could saw the opportunities we could go out and we could talk to business owners and because a lot of them are never approached with this subject. And it's interesting because we think about like, okay, I'm making money, I'm working with my customers, I'm working with my employees, but there's also an element of this where 
People are coming into your circle every single day that need to hear about God. And this is a kingdom mindset. This isn't just a business mindset. That's right, Scott. And it didn't come right away with me, but I was being mentored by an older gentleman that came, that poured his life into my life. And that's when I saw by his example, what we can do as we pray and ask God to put a man in our life and start pouring our life into his. And it's the same thing. We don't have to look too far and we don't have to make it complicated. We can look at what Jesus Christ did. He grabbed 12 guys, spent 24-7 with them for three years, and the majority of them were just you know, uneducated, stinky fishermen. <laughs> and Jesus ascends into heaven and those guys take it from there. So we have that same opportunity today to come alongside a man and to pour our life into him and watch what will happen as the Holy Spirit makes a disciple. Whose job is ministry? It's the name of a conference that's going on that Rob and Joyce and Dan Russell are a part of. And you actually have a lot of awesome speakers that are coming in for this, Robin. I mean, you're going to talk about like where ministry takes place in our work setting and in our relationships with friends. This is a whole luncheon that you're putting together. That's right, Scott. We have a number of amazing speakers. We're really excited about each one of them. Bill McCurin is a federal magistrate, retired, of course, but uh, he was the first African-American to actually earn a Rhodes Scholarship. And he has just an amazing influence on the church in general with regard to race relations and, you know, overcoming those barriers and uh, and just not being afraid to uh, to reach out to those who may be of, you know, different color, different ethnic background, whatever, because we're all one in Christ. Chris Martin, he's coming all the way from Pennsylvania. And as Dan kind of talked about a minute ago about just the influence the Lord would want us to have, uh, we are truly a priesthood. We're priests. And uh, when you really understand that concept of what it means to be a priest, you know, we're a royal priesthood, a people set apart. We are called to be the ones to step into people's worlds and people's lives, wherever they are, in their neighborhoods, in their workplace, wherever they might be, to bring the gospel. And to when you bring the gospel, as Dan has alluded to, the first thing you want to do is to help them to put their focus on what it means to truly be solid in Christ. And to do that, that takes discipleship. To truly be a priest in the context of what Scripture says is to take the gospel and not just share it, which is obviously something we we are all called to do, but to share it in a way that is going to transform, transform a life so that that life then is able to transform other lives. And then we have Trevor McDowell, and and Trevor is just a down-to-earth guy. He's a uh, he owns a car wash business in Scottsdale, and he's really going to like bring it home, if you will. And it's all going to be about application. You know, now that you know what our responsibility is as disciple makers, how do you do it, and where do you go from here? Anything you'd add to that, Dan? Yeah, even with Trevor, such a great guy, and he has two brothers, and they use their express car washes as their ministry. So let's say a young guy got into trouble you know, just getting out of jail, they'll hire him and then they'll come alongside that young man and they'll share the gospel with him. And amazing things, as we all know, can happen. And then they start discipling him. Mm -hmm. 
So they use their car wash businesses as an opportunity, as ministry in the marketplace, and to pour their lives into these guys that that work there. So uh, it's just really amazing. And I think when men and women, of course, when they see the opportunities that are available, that the ministry truly belongs to them, it's a game changer. We all want to take hold of our calling, and we're talking with Robin Joyce from the Christian Business Network and Dan Russell from Russell Financial. And When we think about, like, what is our calling or what's God's purpose for my life, Dan, normally we're thinking, like, what's God's personal agenda for me? Am I the only person in this world that was created to be the world's greatest financial planner or the world's greatest pastor or the world's greatest administrator or insurance agent? You know, we all want that for our life, but... God calls us to share his story. It was never about us, was it? That's correct. Back to calling, that is such a great question because I know in myself, my own examples, when I received Christ, I knew my life was changed. I knew I was different. So I went to my pastor at the time and I said, this is who I am. Believe it or not, I actually gave him my resume. I said, if you can use this and use me, I'm, I want to do it. So he saw it and he goes, boy, we could sure use you here and at the men's breakfast and maybe in the, in the youth Bible study. And uh, I was excited and I said, I'm in, use me. But looking back on that, and that was with all with great intention and, and I loved what I did. But as I look back on it, what should have happened, Scott, is... If I said, hey, my life's changed, you know, what can I do? A pastor would be well served if he said, hold on, you know, give me your permission to pour my life into your life around God's word. And let's find out what your unique calling is that God designed you to do. And that is what changes everything. You know, for me, calling also involves stepping out in faith. In my own life, Scott, I was in a business that was very successful. It was an advertising and public relations and political consultation company. And I had done it since 83. And then in uh, 1995, I literally heard God's voice saying, I'm preparing you for full-time ministry. And after I got you know, through the fact that this really was real, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told my wife, I said, I believe God is preparing me for something much bigger. And it wasn't that I wasn't, you know, representing him with my clients and of course my employees and vendors and others in the community, but there was something bigger. But for me, it it literally meant I needed to step out in faith and receive that calling and go after it. And so it took 14 years of lots of study, lots of talking to, you know, marketplace ministers and pastors and others who ran Christian organizations. Mm -hmm. But in 2009, I became an ordained pastor, and I never in a million years, trust me, (laughs) never would have thought that. I never would have thought that God would call me to that. And yet, the impact that he has made through my life because of the fact that I stepped out in faith and answered the call has meant just so much in my life, and and I, I hope and pray in the lives of others. 
It's interesting when you work in the business world, you think about generating income. It's all about revenue. It's all about sales. It's about produce as much as you can, make as much as you can. But when you're a Christian, you notice this tension, right? Money itself isn't evil. It's the love of money that corrupts and it's greed that corrupts. But you know what? God uses resources and God has the resources. And as Christians, we'll call this stewardship. It's recognizing that I don't own my money. Actually, if I look at that perspective, usually I find out that the money owns me. But when I realize, you know, maybe this is different where it's God's resources that he's given us to manage. Dan, you've run your own business for years. How have you started to look at money as God changed your heart when you became a Jesus follower? I think the verse from 1 Corinthians 4, 7 nailed me. It basically says, what makes you so special? What do you have? that you haven't received. And if you have received it, why do you act as if you have not? So that just nailed me and I go, what am I thinking? Am I thinking that this, all this stuff that I've been doing belongs to me? No, it belongs to him. And so it was in those late nights of prayer I said, this all belongs to you, everything I have is yours. What do you want me to do with it? And that's when little by little he started peeling open things and I used my business to start a conference. Robin's been there, we had a Zion men's conference and just to use the business to organize all those things and just to watch men's lives change. We were at one conference, Scott, and we were in Revelation 3 and the teacher was a doctor out of uh, Tucson, and he was talking about the lukewarm church. And a guy at the back of the room jumped up, there was all this clatter, grabbed his Bible and ran outside. And we found him on the lawn weeping that he was a lukewarm Christian. And he was United States Marine Corps sniper. Tougher than nails, but the word just nailed them. Robin, you were at an advertising agency. You worked in the political world, helping different candidates really take off in our area. And, you know, how have you grown to look at money through the years as God changed your heart? Well, certainly just trusting <laughs> that God is the God who provides. And uh, I've got a couple stories real quick. One is uh, I remember a person who came to me and, and literally offered me a lot of money, let's just say six figures to run a campaign. Uh, but uh, in the interview with this person, I found out that it was a woman and she supported abortion rights. And I just said, that conflicts with who I am. That conflicts with the principles that have made this company what it is and how God has blessed this company. There's just no way I would ever take that. And she said, what do you mean? I'm giving you $100,000 right now, I'll write the check. And I just said, no, I will not compromise. And then other times I've been like on my way to appointments and, you know, you just, you see that person on the side of the road and you're, you're 15 minutes from your appointment, but the Lord is saying, stop and minister to that person. And yes, it could mean I'm going to jeopardize this client, this uh, contract I have with this client, but I just trust. And in one particular situation, I remember uh, pulling over and ministering to this guy who needed food, but also he, he was just hungry to hear about God's love and grace. And so I just shared the gospel with him and he gave his life to the Lord right there. 
And I got back in the car and there was a message waiting for me that the client had to postpone the meeting until the next day. So just walking out in faith and, and trusting that God would provide. But really, I think it's more it's more about trusting. And and then, of course, whatever you have, uh, you, you want to utilize for you want to be a good steward. You want to utilize for the ultimate purpose, and that is to have the gospel advance, whether it's through tithing to your church, whether it's through ministry in the local community, whether it's helping missionaries abroad. But businesses can be so instrumental in doing that. I know Dan, for instance, he's introduced me to some pastors over in uh, India, and Dan has been over in India a few times, and just the impact of how he has shared that with business people here in Las Vegas and the business community that he influences so powerfully have risen to the occasion so many times to divert many of their resources to to help those uh, those hungry pastors and people of faith in India. Ministry in the Marketplace is presenting a conference called Whose Job is the Ministry? And it's coming up on Saturday the 21st, runs from about... 7 in the morning till noon. It's going to be a continental breakfast. It should be a great discussion. It's going to be over at Faith Lutheran's Performing Arts Center in Las Vegas. And Dan, you've got a lot of really interesting speakers that are coming. I mean, those that have worked in the federal government, those that are businessmen, real estate, or run big car wash organizations, and they use that as ministry. I mean, how have people like that challenged you to think differently about the way that you look at your business and the people that you're connecting with? The old saying, it's not taught but caught. And uh, watching these guys through the years and going to the various conferences around the country that are tied. This is a ministry in the marketplace is a network across the country. And watching these businessmen and how they've used their business to bring glory to the Lord has had the greatest impact on me. I go and I'd grab someone that I, I was resonating with and I'd say, Tell me what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then if I could bring that back to Las Vegas and right into my business and pray about it, that sometimes amazing what what transpired from that. To be prayerful about it and say, hey, wasn't my smarts that, you know, that gave me the business I have. It was all from the Lord. So I said, Lord, how can we use this business? Or it could be a guy, Scott, it could be a guy working on a lathe. It could be a guy in an auto mechanic. It doesn't have to be a business owner, yeah. just an auto mechanic and just say, he's going every day to work, driving every day to work. And this, was, this statement was a game changer for me. Not to make money, but to represent Jesus. Jesus knows we need to make money. He takes care of that, mm-hmm. but we go to work to represent him. And that gives us such purpose in our life. Scott, I also wanted to just add that Whose Job is the Ministry is a free conference. Uh, We're very fortunate because of just the generosity of so many and uh, the school itself that is giving us this venue. It's free, so there's no cost. And we're just opening this up to men all throughout the valley. So uh, if you're at a church, if you're in a business, if you're you're retired, but you just want to go deep in what it means to truly be a disciple maker and one who makes disciples. That's what this was really all about, is one who makes disciples. We would love to have you. And uh, you can register uh, at e2vegas.org slash whose job is the ministry. Whose job is the ministry, put hyphens, uh, between those words, whose job is the ministry, e2vegas.org. Space is limited, so we ask that people would respond quickly. 
Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media.